On this episode of the No Limits Podcast, we connected with two of the youngest anglers on the Bass Pro Tour, Michael Neal and Jacob Wheeler. Now, neither of these two guys have been on the tour for longer than 10 years, but they've both been very successful. As a matter of fact, we discussed with Wheeler what makes him so good at the MLF catch, weigh, and immediate release format. We also talked with Neil a little bit about the diversity that has made him a top 10 angler for several years as well. It's Jacob Wheeler, it's Michael Neal, it's the youth edition of the No Limits Podcast. You guys both had great years. I mean, really good years. I mean, you won an event. I mean, you were up there challenging for both of you were for points championship. I mean, both did extremely well. Were, were you comfortable with it coming into it? Because we just we just talked to, to Tharp and Scroggins. And mm-hmm. Tharp admitted flat out, he said, I was so nervous coming into this this whole thing because he'd, he'd never experienced it before. I mean, this is a, kind of an obvious question, but do you guys feel like you were prepared for this whole thing a little little better? Yeah, I mean, he fished the selects in the cups, and I fished Mm -hmm. the selects for two years. So, uh, for me personally, I felt like I knew what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't just coming into a whole new format and jumping jumping in head first. So, I was excited. But to sit here and say that I had no nervousness at all, I can't say that without lying. So, I mean, you go into something new like this, and and uh there's no way to not be nervous fishing against these guys but it's just it's been great and uh i mean next year nervousness probably not no so so but but going into this year yeah there still was a little bit Uh, how about you any yeah Yeah. i think that um i mean a little bit you just you know just getting getting into the to the to the year after a few events i think a lot of that get went away but Mm -hmm. overall it was the same thing we sort of both had fished this format several times had success in this format and you see that it for the guys that are there's I, I like to like sort of put put a group of anglers in two sort of different groups. You have generalists and you have specialists. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you can be a specialist in something, but you, you this format you need to be a generalist in a lot of ways because you right. need to be able to fish so many different techniques. Right. You have to adapt. Where you know I, I love throwing a top water, and I I feel like I'm a specialist in that category, mm-hmm. one category, but. I try to do as much as I can to be a generalist and understand every technique. I think, yeah. you know, and that shows with a lot of the young guys where, you know, before back in the day, you know, there's guys that, that have picked a few techniques and that's what they do. And yep. when they're catching them. That's what they're doing. But yep. when Michael's catching them or Jordan Lee or any, any a lot of these young guys, you yep. don't have any clue what they're doing. Could be anything. It could be anything. It mm-hmm. could be out deep. It could be up shallow. It could yep. be all in between. And I think that's another reason why you're seeing a lot of the younger guys do so well yeah, yeah. is because, I mean, I, for me, it was a fun year regardless. I had a sure. horrible finish at dang Conroe. I could, I, I, I was, that was when I, I locked in <laughs> a buzzman in my hand and it's 55 degree water. And I said, God, heck, I'm going to catch me a couple of big ones or I'm not. And I didn't catch any bad, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. overall it's uh it's yeah. been a learning experience. It's been a lot of fun this year. So safe to say that the guy who won the points championship is a good example of diversity. I mean, I mean, Edwin, Edwin kind of just, was was kind of a notch above as far as being yeah. right about decisions the entire year. Mm-hmm. He he he's one that you look at Edwin and and he's in my mind one of the most versatile veterans, hands down, in the sport. Yeah, you know you look at you know his past career or this last probably eight years of his career. And he'll go to Kentucky Lake, win a tournament, then go straight up to St. Lawrence, win a tournament. That's right. And go, yeah. you know, and, and completely different fishing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yet, how, I mean, that's when you just know a guy, yeah. you know, 
you know, there's times that he goes back to, you know, generalist and specialist. You know, yeah, you just, that's right. That he's, a, he's a generalist, but he's so good at so many mm-hmm. different things. How about a guy like, uh, I mean, so to go to the other end of it, I mean, so Morgan wins in, in Chickamauga. He's not as, I mean, you know, Andy's fished a certain way for a lot of years, and, mm-hmm. and he's been really good at it, but he's not a guy who you're going to likely see with a spinning rod in his hand most of the time for any reasons, really. But he goes to that fishery that sets up pretty well for him, and he ends up winning it. So there's an example of a guy who's a little bit on the other side of things who who capitalized on it this yeah, year. Yeah, and he started a great year. I think he came in he 11th did. in the great points. Year. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, great year. So he had just a couple of bad tournaments to start the year off. Other than that, he had a great year. Mm-hmm. So, And he's he's one of those guys, he's got his technique, but we fished or he's fished over the years so many of the clear water, That's other true. other lakes, and he always finds a way – to make his style work no matter where he goes. That's right. So yeah. it, it's kind of a mix of the two, I You're guess. Right. I mean, he You're still right. does what he does, but mm-hmm. he may go down the 12-pound line and a, a 3 eighths jig instead of 20-pound line and 5 eighths. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's just <laughs> got a way to – he's figured out how to make yeah. it work all across the country. Yeah, yeah. How much is uh, living in the neck of the woods you live in now, how much has that helped improve your fishing game? I mean, it, I, I fish a lot. When I get home, you yeah. know, I, I, all I do is fish, you know, and, and so I – I get home and I get to mess around and go to Nickajack, go to Parksville, go you know to Lanier, go to Cherokee, and within mm. all within a two hour drive. Yeah, um, it makes it really a huge benefit to be in that mm. area of the country. You know, growing up in Indiana, there was not a whole lot of great fisheries. There are a few, mm. but uh, having that having that playground, having to be able to go out there and mess around with different techniques. Um, pre, you know, fish are pressured, fish are aren't. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's huge. I mean, it allows you to. It's it's like everything else. Like it's it's it's. Uh, you know, I'm always tinkering with tackle. I'm always messing with this, messing with that, trying to be on the leading edge of something, mm-hmm. buying tackle nonstop if I can, and see if you know this bait works or it doesn't. And that's that's really important. Opposite end of it, you grew up in Fishtown, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been difficult though to like not because here. This is just a wild guess, though. I, I would imagine that you grew up somewhere that's that great. It'd be pretty tough to really want to go anywhere and learn anything because, you know what, I know if I'm going to go right out there, I'm going to catch them good. Have you had to work against that at all or no? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I've fished at home so much, and then uh, fishing the BFLs, I had to start traveling and fishing yeah, some of the clear yeah. water. But, I mean, like you said, you got Center Hill, you got Dale Hollow, you got all kinds of fisheries within a little yeah. range right there. Yeah. But and I don't spend as much time on the water as he does, or probably most guys. But uh, and I should. But yeah, it's it's still hard to leave knowing what we've got there. But like since the Bass Pro Tour event there, I've been on the water two days. So I mean to say that <laughs> no, that, I mean it's still that's possible. Yeah, I don't. It's a good question. But, <laughs> I mean, running the store and stuff, I spend yeah. so much time yeah. there. But it's just uh, yeah, I, I like going mm-hmm. to other places and fishing now more so than I do at home. We talked uh, a couple times this season about just some events that we have had that were pretty much standouts. And everybody talks about Raleigh because it was it was uh, a new location to, mm-hmm. you know, 78 out of 80 of you guys. I mean, it turns out that the guy who has fish there is the one who won it, <laughs> Prosnick. But still, either way, it was, it was a great opportunity to look at places that nobody in the world had ever heard of before outside of Marty Stone. Yeah. And, and look, look what happened with that place. It was, it was amazing. It was unbelievable. I mean, Jordan Falls. Yeah. I mean, Sharon Harris. Those places. Um, man, I mean, it, you know, in practice, I shook a whole bunch off, and on on Jordan, I got on a good bite, and then I, I mean, I you just didn't know how. But I seen one that eat my chatterbait, and it was like, 
like its mouth is like that, like eight, nine, ten pounds. <laughs> I mean, in practice, and I'm Aye. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So at that point in time, you know, I mean, Mark, um, Mark had a good tournament. A lot of us, you know, it, it just it was phenomenal fishing. I think mean, I caught, I, I hooked another five pounder, and I'd be like, oh, there's another one, just another. Five. I mean, like, it was like every, you know, that day for mm. me, it was like every bite. You're like, gosh, they're just so big. Um, yeah, I think we hit it right, but I mean that that was really cool to be able to go mm-hmm. to a place and have a fresh start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing we can do with this format is there's all kinds of hidden jewels like that all across the country, and mm-hmm. if we can keep finding those, it's just those are special tournaments. I didn't have a great one there. I still enjoyed it. I liked the, the going to two different places, and and they they fished a little bit different for me um, as far as the way I fished. I was throwing a jerk bait on one and flipping shallow cover and cranking shallow cover on the other, so. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to more of those for sure. Which one of you two is older? You guys are pretty much the same age, aren't I, you? I'm, I'm older. 20, I'm almost 29. I'm 28. I think Michael's 27. 27, yeah. yeah. All right, so, I mean, same age pretty much. No, Close no, 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 Close. No, di- no difference, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that um, your generation is not quite the right word, but guys in your age group, do you have an advantage over guys in their 40s 50s in relation to like electronics diversity i mean that's the one thing that you that you hit on i'd like to go back to that is that mm-hmm. the guys like yourself paul nick lee lucas there's a you know mark daniels there's a group of you guys who are doing really well and have done really well and you're all pretty diverse i mean there's not a one of you i don't think who's who's a specialist really i mean clearly you've got your your strengths mm-hmm. do you have an advantage do you think uh i don't know that it's an advantage i think we were just uh we grew up more in the technology age to where we saw all these things develop mm-hmm. the new techniques. We got on the leading edge a little mm-hmm. faster. Um, I, I don't know that it's necessarily an advantage. I think we just took advantage of it a little bit more. Uh, growing up, I mean, you can even see the the local people we would fish around, they did the same thing that they've done for 20 years. Sure. And, and yeah. we would see some new technique, whether it's on social media or, uh, mm. uh, you know, a TV show or whatever. We go out there and try and apply it mm-hmm. to our lakes and learn yeah. off of it. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it's really necessarily an advantage, but I think just growing up in the technology age yeah. helped a little bit. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think, I think it also comes down to the fact of, like, you know, that, you get locked into something, you know, where, you know, you've done it for so many years and it's worked so well. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like some of the guys, the younger guys are a little bit more open-minded totally, and make those adjustments a little quicker where before, especially in the, it really shows in this format. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. It shows in this format because you can't just go out there and, and catch you up, you know, go pull up on a school and catch five big ones and then mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. And then you can just, you know, what it doesn't really matter what you do the rest of the day. Right. You have to constantly be adapting and changing and yeah. pulling a new rod out of your rod box and seeing something that you just, man, I need to try this and practicing during the event, preparing, you know, and, and looking for new stuff. I mean, that's all a part of this. And, and, and I think there's some, some of these guys that just do a really good job of, being able to adjust and make decisions during the tournament mm-hmm. and fish stuff that like this year I fished more times that I'm like, I'm fishing new water that I never fished where in the past I used to not do that as much. Mm-hmm. I used to go through the little stretches and shake them off and Oh yeah, I got a big one over here, there, whatever. Yeah. And now I'm, you're constantly forced to fish new water mm-hmm. and like roll by the seat of your pants. And I think that's what, yeah. I think a lot of us younger guys, you know, we, we make those adjustments really quickly. And, when, and, yeah. and that's, I feel like, some of what cha- you know helps us. So it is an advantage, is what you're telling me. You're not saying the words, but it is. I mean, let's, let's go further into this. So 
the sport of you know tournament bass fishing or competitive bass fishing is relatively young like it's not it's not like baseball that's been around for you know a couple hundred years i mean it's you know within the past 50 years so you guys have come in on the whole thing i mean when you started to fish as kids or whatever you've had awareness of it, of the game i guess for lack mm-hmm. of a better term differently than say tommy biffle or, or just guys who who started off you know 30 years ago or whatever so your your sensibilities about the competition are just different yeah i mean it's and it's constantly changing i mean you look at the bass pro tour it changed everything mm-hmm. again i mean nothing's really been like you said it's not baseball where here's the way it's been and it's always been this way yeah, yeah. and uh, the techniques change every year mm-hmm. uh you know the bats don't really get any different the the way the pitches are thrown aren't really any different you yeah. got different guys doing it mm-hmm. but it, there's not as many variables and just to be able to keep up and keep stay ahead. I mean, like he said, buy a new tackle, see mm-hmm. what's see if it's something that's going to work or it's not, or some other technique that you want to try. See if it, you like the way it is. I mean, it's just one of those deals that's constantly changing, and we have seen those changes mm-hmm. very quickly in yep. just a matter of years. I think before it might have taken three, four, five years for something for it to start changing and evolving, right. and now right. it evolves. It seems like every tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that I would, yeah, I would mean, agree with you on that. I think the biggest thing is like understanding and like certain techniques you have to, it's all about efficiency too in this. Like you, yeah. you can get left behind because you're not, you should be throwing, uh, you know, a, a popper and you're throwing a buzz bait and mm-hmm. they're missing it. And, you know, if you're not a fish or you're going to be throwing a buzz bait because you can cover 10 times more water and you're yeah. throwing a popper and you're going down the bank and you're catching 10 where somebody else can catch 20 in the amount of time. Yeah. Fish that bank that twice as fast catches as many of them or catch nine out of the 10 you would have caught, but it takes you that much longer to do it. So it's under, it's, it's mathematics. It's understanding all that. It's, <laughs> it's, there's a lot to yeah. it and there's a lot of strategy. That's why I love this even more is there's so much more strategy right. in right. this format mm-hmm. than I've ever ever even thought about you know whatever become in, in bass fishing yeah you know do you leave stuff do you not do you keep you know do you mm-hmm. do you save stuff is that you know and and, yeah. and that's what's so much fun about it you enjoy that part of the game oh, i love yeah. it the strategy part is what makes it so when you when yeah. you feel like you outthink the fish and you have to outthink your competitors mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have to yeah because they're thinking just as hard they're trying to prepare yeah. and prep and you have to try to do you know different stuff and and if you have stuff on your by yourself yeah that's always makes it that much easier yeah you agree oh yeah 100 percent. i mean the, the strategy from the first select event i fished just seeing what went into the strategy and how it all worked i said if i could ever fish this over a traditional five fish i'm in like no question hands yeah. down this is this is where i want to be it's just so much more intense and it makes you focus that much more mm-hmm. I mean, you can if you're out there for eight hours and you've just you've got to catch five, then you can, you know, if it's the day doesn't start off strong, well, okay, I still got seven hours to catch me five. And this, if you you have a bad hour and you're twenty pounds out of the cut line, well, you're pretty much done. I mean, it, you can have a miracle and come <laughs> yeah. back, but it's yeah. just so much more intense, so much more strategy involved. You have to figure out, you have to stay on the fish from lines in all the way through lines out. This is the one thing that uh, that kind of struck me. It was the first, might not have been the first day of the first tournament. It was during the first tournament for sure. Rolled up on Jared Lintner, who did really well, did really well. But he was he was sitting in his truck, just sitting in his truck with his head down, and like knocking on the hey Jared, what's up? He's like, oh, dude, I've never been so stressed in my entire life. Like, and he rolled through this this description of he's like, I, I, it's like my brain hurts, my head hurts. It's awesome, but 
So he really kind of summed up that first tournament, just kind of the the the, the whole different level of intensity mm-hmm. that this whole thing requires out of you. That's the one thing I don't think guys who had not fished it. And here's and it, this was a new thing also, by the way. This is for you guys, even though you've fished it before. You didn't you didn't fish this format with as many anglers, number right. one, and you didn't fish them with with this particular group of anglers. So I, I'm I'm gonna say that it's probably was more intense even than you guys anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I, you got 40 boats on the water instead of, you know, 10 or 8 mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it was for, for each particular round. And, I mean, even just – it's just totally – you can't describe it without being out there. I mean, you, you can watch the last 20 minutes of a knockout round and see what these guys are going through. But until mm-hmm. you're actually out there yeah. and experiencing it, it's just totally different. When I watched the Cups on TV, I thought, you know, that's gonna be it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. But – surely it can't be that intense and i got out there the first time and i'm like wow you just you can't explain it to somebody there's just you can't put it into words you can't it's 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 something really special i mean and the thing is is like you get out there and every single one of those fish that you miss or the opportunity that you hook a fish and it comes off and you're you're ticked off i mean you're mad about it you're looking at your hooks you're trying to make sure everything's right you're swapping them out you're like every single one of those fish matters and you're like gosh just it where before you know you catch a few and get you a decent limit and you lose a two and a half pounder it's like whatever now you're taking your time you're seeing where the bait where he's hooked at lipping him if he's not hooked well and and, and and the intensity yeah. of like I mean you know that's a difference I mean if I miss a two pounder and I flip underneath the dock I miss it I'm mad at myself because I did something wrong I'm like gosh dang it like you know where <laughs> and that's what's yeah. so cool and you yeah. and you and that's what I think with a lot of the the people that watch day in and day out and a lot of the fans and and, and that are watching they see that intensity they see how yeah. like yeah. how excited we get and the ups and the downs it's my wife told me she's like you know you're so lucky and I said what do you mean she's like She's like, you guys get to experience something that so many people in life don't. And so what's that? It's like, you guys get the ultimate highs. When things go great, That's truth. you get the ultimate highs. Like, it is unbelievable. <laughs> but yet, you still get yeah. the ultimate lows, too. Oh, when yeah. things go bad, oh, it yeah. stinks. Yeah. And so he's, she's like, it's, it's both at the end of the spectrum, but... That's something that very few people get that chance, that opportunity to feel that, that excitement that you guys get to. How, uh, how, how strong is the panic when you're just dropping on the score tracker and no matter what you do even when you're catching them you're still dropping because it's happened to every single one of you guys mm. so probably a few times this season i don't know i mean i'm one of the guys that i don't really show emotion and yeah, my camera stoic. guys and uh, officials they'll at the end of the day they'll say how did you stay that calm but inside it's i promise you it's not what it looks like <laughs> on the outside it's yeah. it's so much yeah disappointment Mm. but at the same time i think this format also showcases the guys that are strong mentally that doesn't let their mind and their body just spin out of control and just crash and burn you gotta you gotta know all it takes is one cast to get you going back in the right direction Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. one more bite Mm -hmm. to point you back going towards what you need to get to it's just I mean, it's disappointing. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. we've both been there. But it's much better being on top. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot better to be on top. It's that roller coaster ride. Yeah. It's, it's like when you come over that hill on the roller coaster and you drop. When you start dropping, like and you lose your stomach there for a second. That's what it feels like when you're you're starting dropping down a leaderboard and you're getting down to twenty first and twenty second. I mean, I, 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 it, 
in North Carolina, I, I had a really good – I had a horrible first period. Second period in the championship round, I catch him on his fraud. I catch him big in like an eight-and-a-half-pounder to close it out. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is unbelievable. And then, you know, Peroznik starts slowly coming back. Boom, 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 boom. And he ends up taking the lead, and now I'm down by seven pounds, and I get back within three pounds. And yep. I mean, every one bite I'm getting, it seems to be like a three-to-eight-pounder. Three to so I know I'm only one bite away, and there's like – 10 minutes before you know it, we're, we're done and it's all right out so i'm running around and it's like in my mind i still I'm like i remember i missed that one next this one bull rush and my guy's like a four or something i said oh and there's like two minutes to go and i'm like oh, let's yeah. go win this thing you know and in my mind you always have to tell yourself mm-hmm. all right let's go i, yeah. I skipped that frog up there and i'm just like all right eat it now never happened and then it lines out and it was it so i mean <laughs> that's what's so crazy yeah. about it yeah. i mean it's it's it is something that it, it stinks when you're on the bottom, stinks when you're falling, but man, you know, like, like Michael said, when you get one bite that mm-hmm. pushes you in the right direction and gives you that, when you figure it out in the event and yeah. it just clicks and you're just like, oh yeah, I know what they're doing. And it's just, there's nothing better. You realize how compelling that is from a viewership standpoint. You clearly, you don't get to witness any of this stuff live. So, yeah. so, so for us who are like looking at this and actually seeing it happen. So MLF, we're, we're trying to, to represent a, a sport, a game pace. That's what we're trying to represent. And so you guys did it from, from the first event when, when you know, Iconelli just barely missed it. And then from then on, it just happened all the time. But what you're describing right there where everybody was waiting for you to hook that fish. I mean, for like that last little bit, everybody's like, There's oh, I was watching. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I mean, and that's. I mean, honestly, regardless of what the result was, that was compelling to watch. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure you hate it, but I, it was I, compelling I know. to watch. It, it's still in my, I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but at the same point in time, I, yeah. I do. It's, it's, it, I went back and watched it, and I'm like, dang. Yeah. Man, that's, it, it was nuts. And, and then Jacob had lost a few fish, and everybody, mm-hmm. there's emotions are high. Like, yeah. Jacob's over yeah. there. Huffing and puffing, he's freaking out. Like it, it was yeah. like it was yeah. a, it was a good it was a good deal, man. I, I mean, you know, yep. thankfully I got 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 another opportunity at Table Rock, so I wasn't I wasn't as as upset at that point in time. But I just came off, you know, second place and then another second. I was like, gosh, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> it sort of happens that way. Yeah, yeah. Why uh, why do you think he's so good at this format? Uh, I've asked him this a hundred times, but I'm mean, versatility. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, the generalist, the specialist. Yes, he's got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how much he likes to throw top water, whatever yeah. it may be. But he can he can look at a bank or, and I've seen it when he's fishing live and be fishing one way, and just see something a little bit different, the way the sun's hitting somewhere in a little shade pocket or whatever, and run over there and just immediately have a whole nother pattern click. Yeah, and he's got two patterns going at the same time. So just the versatility. I mean, he's undoubtedly one of the best ones out here, if not the best uh, currently, from what I, I'm in my opinion. So it's uh, You're shaking your head over there, dude. I mean, the results are the results, man. Yeah, that's you're, right. You're really, I mean, you're really good at this deal. But the versatility. I wish I could be. I'm getting there, and I used to be one of those guys that, mm-hmm. like, I would get locked in, and yeah, how, this yeah, is how yeah. I did good in practice, yeah. and this is how I'm going to either crash and burn or do really well. But now I'm starting to figure out a little bit more how to adapt. But he's on a whole other level with that versatility than everybody else. Is that because of where you grew up fishing? Is that because I mean, why, why is why are you versatile? What's your? I think I think you just I I seen actually crazy growing up. I, I always watched Ed and Ed was one of my favorite anglers because mm. I I seen how versatile he was and oh, how yeah. he and that was something that I always wanted to be good at multiple different techniques. And yeah. I mean that that's something that it takes time. 
and am you know i've learned so much from so many different people mm. and and it takes time like you acquire a technique i've, I've always loved throwing a top water there's guys when i was 13 14 years old where they wouldn't take me fishing on a tuesday night because all i wanted to do throw is throw a skitter pop around they're like <laughs> i ain't gonna let you do that so yeah, yeah, yeah but eventually you know you learn a technique and, it, and it's become a game of understanding every technique i possibly can mm. and if in mm. it and it's also like a challenge like you try to work it's you got to work on your game like anything else in the off season you got to go okay well hey i hate throwing a carolina rig i hate it gosh yeah. i hate throwing a carolina rig Fine. but i i spend time trying to understand the technique all right hey I, I hate fishing grass and dragging a worm around all right i need to understand more about why they get on those places and what they do and yeah and and it just it's it's Trying to understand the whole game. Being a student of the game is really, truly key. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I mean, you see Michael. Michael's probably one of the, if not the best, offshore fisherman in the last 10 years to come around. And so he's, he understands electronics. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then he's adapting. You see him, you see him now. He's adapting to yeah. what day in and day out to, like, how he's going to adjust and what he's going to do. And, you know, where it was an offshore event, Michael was in the top five. Yeah. This is how it yeah. is. Like, where's Michael? He's going to get it. He's going to have 25 <laughs> places where they're at. Yeah. It's how it is. And so, yeah, right. but now he's, you know, and, and he's adapting. I think that just takes time. And so I think you're going to see more anglers, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're really wanting to can do well, they're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to try to get to the point where, you know, they can, they're going to work during the off season. They're going to work harder to become more versatile and do their thing. And, and I think that's that's a big part of it. There's a couple of sort of general situations or techniques or whatever that I think if you were to survey all 80 guys that they would, these two would be the most. So um, the offshore thing is one that if you, that I think most guys would dearly love to improve. Like there's 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 several of you guys who are really good at it, but I've actually kind of just randomly asked a couple of guys if if you were better at one thing, what would it be? And a lot of them answer that. A lot of them want to be better offshore. Another one is. Want to be a better smallmouth fisherman. Hmm. So, you like fishing smallmouth? You like fishing smallmouth? Yeah, no. I love catching them, but in a tournament situation, not so much. I mean, they're <laughs> suckers will burn you. Yeah, <laughs> my experience, they are they're like ghosts. They're so nomadic. You may catch them right here today, yeah. and but there was nothing there holding them. Yeah. But they were there, and then you come back the next day, and they may be four hundred yards that way, or you may never find them again. So, yeah, I mean, smallmouth fishing is definitely. One of those deals is fun, and they pull so hard, they fight so fun, and they jump, and they're just acrobatic. But tournament situations, I'm not so big on it. Not so much? No. I, I definitely need to – I would be one of those, if you ask me what to improve, it would be either smallmouth fishing or flipping pitching type stuff. Hmm. That's pretty fair, right? That is. Yeah, pretty fair. Absolutely. I mean, I, for me, I, I just, you know, shoot. Smallmouth, they're, they're, they're great um there's times like that i've learned i've learned so much just going out there and fishing for them over the years and mm. i remember fishing tournaments up on lake erie and just having bad events because i didn't and, and a lot of it's just like having enough places like anything else you know and um and and putting your research and your time in and it, it's time consuming to find them suckers offshore because you got to fish a lot of times to find them they get so tight to the rock some places mm. they don't but some places it's really tough to to graph them and so but them smallmouth, they're just, they're truly a completely different animal, beast. Yeah. It's, it, it's, 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 so, it's a lot of fun to chase them. Um, and there's times when, man, you can got, get dialed in on them and it just works. I mean, pollen looks probably the best that I've seen, you know, as far as understanding them Pretty day good. in, day out. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would work on multiple different things. I just, you know, you try to, I, my biggest thing is if I had to work on one thing, I would say, it's fishing the stuff that I can't graph. It's always, I hate, I love graphing them, 
I do. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've, had, yeah. I've been able to graph them in five and six sometimes, but yeah. sometimes it's hard because like, you get so caught up with your electronics, and right. sometimes you the yeah. guys mm-hmm. that just sit there yeah. and can drag around and find yeah. them fish, yeah. they, they'll whoop you. <laughs> they'll beat you. In, in your opinion, who is the best natural fisherman out here? I'll let, I'll let you go first. Who do you think is... Oh, you, me? You first. I'll put you on the spot first. Uh, I guess Who would you say is the most natural veteran or Either one. Just, just the most natural. I got to say Andy Morgan. I mean, I that's... So. Yeah. yeah. From what I... I mean, I, I even have it fished in the same boat with him, but just a handful of times. Yeah. But you just watch him and it's just... It, nothing... He doesn't force anything. Mm-hmm. It's just he can just pick up and roll and go wherever he wants to go and figure out a way to catch him anywhere yeah. across the country. I feel like Andy was born in the wrong era. I think he should have been like a mountain man. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a prospector. I'm serious about that. dude. He's got like his, his natural instincts in general are mm-hmm. like, just listen to him talk about fishing and hunting more than him. Yeah, but still, just, you're just like, dude, you're on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Andy's, yeah. Andy's definitely a good one. I would have to say Ot Defoe. Otter's good so, good so good, man. And yeah. he's, he's actually just a few years older than us, 32-ish, you know, and you know, he has a family and everything else, so people look at him like, hey, man, Ot, I, you know, it's just, but he's, I mean, he's just such a natural. And, and the crazy thing is, yeah. you know, I'm good buddies, I don't talk to him all the time, and I'm sitting there, and Otto, Otter just, he he practices butt off, and last year, we, you know, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be, but he won't practice, he'll get off the water at 3 o'clock, and, you know, and, and and he won't practice a full day. He'll get back and eat dinner with his family and everything else. And I'm there at daylight and he rolls up at thing nine <laughs> o'clock and it's like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. you know, he just now don't get me wrong, he works hard off the water and in prepping and researching and doing mm-hmm. as much as he can there, mm-hmm. but that guy is is truly special and a special it, angler. It's kind of deceptive how like so because he's been so successful, I think people associate him with being around for the last 15 or 20 years and that's not even close to the truth like you pointed out he's not that much older than you guys he's just been so good since he showed up that people just think well he's been he's been here forever he hasn't been absolutely i mean i mean mark you know mark's a great you know natural fisherman um there's so many different ones i think jordan lee's a great phenomenal natural fisherman oh yeah i mean he just he runs with it and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go over there, won't throw it out there and catch a big one. You know, you just like yeah. there. There's a yeah. lot of them out there, but you see, there are people that you just you, you have to you have to like work a little harder. And there's guys that just go out there and just like it's 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 easy for them. Mm-hmm. It just works. It clicks. It's just yeah. like man, they're gonna be right there. They're gonna be some right there too. And then mm-hmm. they go up there and catch them. It's just like. What? And doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason. No. It's, no, it's, it's just, just like, the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. But it doesn't look yeah. any different. And the crazy thing is you would think it would be because of the more situations you've seen. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. hey, look, you know, I've I've been on the water more yeah. than you experience. have. So yeah. experience for yeah. me is like, you know, so you would think the veterans would completely outperform you know, in a lot of ways, because they've seen so many different things happen, yeah. and they've and 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 a lot of times it's not how it is. It's just that natural ability to go wherever you're going and just yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like Jordan just fishes around like he don't care, and then Andy and Jordan, I feel like have a lot of the same. Yep. I'd th- say you're probably the right. same mentality yeah. mm-hmm. on a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of them like they're very similar. 
where, where even Ott does in a, in a way, but I, mm. I know Ott too well. He he cares. He cares quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cares quite a bit. He's not. <laughs> and that doesn't mean they're not working hard either. No, not at I all. think Andy Andy puts his rod up, and he ain't going out. Whatever. No. Now no. Jordan does. No. You know a little yeah. bit more, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think that that is there is a certain point when you mentally when you don't care as much, and mm. you're or you just don't. It doesn't bother you if you yeah. win or lose. Yeah. You know, it bothers everybody, but to them, it doesn't look like it does. And they just go out yeah. there and they fish very openly. They're not a pressure. It's a mental battle too. It's like they just mentally can take it. They just don't. They don't. It doesn't bother them as much. Yeah, it's almost like going through the motions. Like you see somebody getting a just like in a rut, but mm-hmm. these guys they still care. They're just going through. It appears yeah. from the outside yeah. that they don't care. They're yeah. just out there yeah. flailing around doing whatever. But in their <laughs> head, it's it's that natural talent yeah. that they've got that they don't have to force things. I'm intrigued by how how fishing knowledge and, I guess, just instinct, it, obviously you're born with it somewhat, but how it either gets into you from where you're growing up or despite where you grow up. Like for instance, like you like until you travel throughout the South, you don't understand just how fishy everybody is in the South. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I mean, it's just fishing and hunting are, super important it's a way of life it's not Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. all over the country like like where i'm from on the west coast there's plenty of people who do it but it's just not the same it's just not the same it's a way of life yeah and so you see guys who grew up i mean i keep going back to you i mean you don't i mean indianapolis indiana doesn't strike me as being like steeped in fishing and hunting tradition no there's not very many professional anglers that come from from indiana (laughs) it's not and and a lot of that came down to the fact is there's just not a lot of places to get bites and understand things it's like yeah yeah. I, I remember, like, I mean, in a BFL, like, there, and a lot of times where they would have, you catch three fish for eight pounds, you'd be in the top ten, you know, and you, it just, there wasn't the number of bites to truly learn, so that mm. way when we went out on tour, if an angler went out on tour from Indiana, yeah. they would have a tough time, because they're like, hey, I'm getting six bites a day, or five bites a day, I'm doing okay, man, I'm catching a limit, that's not gonna work, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that does not work, it does yeah. not, and it's like, I, so it, it, I think it was the fact I got out so young. I had an mm. opportunity when I was 20 years old. You know, I fished all, I won the All American, and I, I started fishing professionally. And I think mm. one thing that I've always said: it takes about four or five years, I think, in, to be a professional angler on tour to really see a lot of different circumstances um, yeah. and, and to yeah. acquire a lot of that knowledge of what goes on. So you never really try to judge anybody off the giddy because and you'll see no. anglers that I, I, i've looked at i'm like man that guy you know he's having a tough time and then all of a sudden it's fifth year he's like bing and it clicks mm-hmm. and he understands and he's seen so yeah. many things yeah. and why he's done a bad he made a bad mistake and then he yep. so i think a lot of that has to do with it as well is you know keeping an open mind but at the same point in time of, of, of acquiring enough knowledge um about certain types of lakes natural lakes rivers yeah. tennessee yeah. river you know uh tidal water all of those things that's they're all different and the mm. fish relate completely different in each of those lakes to, to certain certain pieces of cover structure and all that stuff so um that that's a learning curve in, in and of itself it's kind of funny how so we'll, we'll go back to, to edwin and he told us this during his interview that we just, just shot with him a couple of days ago um, Edwin has done as good as anybody could possibly do, right? I mean, he's won a bunch of events. He's he's done really well. He won the Classic. I mean, as good as you can get. He had not quite closed the deal as far as winning an end-of-the-season championship. He's come close, so close. several times. Mm-hmm. And, and he admitted, he said, you know, I mean, 
I guess I wasn't ready for it. I mean, I guess we got to a point where I just, I just, you know, spun out wasn't what he said, but more or less that I just, I just couldn't quite make it happen this year, which is probably even scarier. Like Edwin Evers gained like this, this level that he, even he had not been at before. And he was at as high a level as you could possibly get. So, so he's in his forties, like, and that, that hit him in his forties. So you guys still have the opportunity. You got another 20 years before you get as good as you're going to get. Yeah, that's a question that everybody asks all the time. It's like, what, what do you think the the peak age is to be an ambassador? Yeah, what's the peak age? Yeah, I, I think it's whatever you make it out to be. I mean, I, I think I don't think that I am, or I don't think that you are, and that's scary. Um, but I mean, I would think somewhere you know thirty between thirty and forty somewhere yeah. in there is what I would say. Because thirty five to forty, yeah, yeah, there's nothing that can replace the time on the water yeah. seeing certain things transpire certain right. things not transpire there's just no replacement for that this guy this guy oh shucks his things a lot like dude, you had a great year this year like <laughs> and we and we did a story about that we did a story about the fact that you're just you're just the quiet guy who finished almost Top 10 every time yeah, he was yeah. almost <laughs> almost won the almost won the I'm thing like, yeah the it's like that's really his first time he's just like oh no no uh, that was good stuff yeah, yeah i mean it was a good year i Looking back at it, there was, I mean, two tournaments that got me, the the one at Raleigh and the one at Conroe, but I didn't make the cut in those to the knockout round. But, I mean, it, I think not only for me, but I think a lot of the guys, the start of the Bass Pro Tour breathed a new life mm. into everybody. Mm. Everybody was doing the same thing for so long. And, and I mean, just like you said about Edwin, um, but a lot of those guys mm. had just been going through the motions. It was all the same. There yeah. was no diversity and I think the start of the Bass Pro Tour just got everybody, brought everybody together more as a group collectively of anglers, and it just it brought out the competitive nature in everybody. The the format's going to do that. It's going to make you more competitive, yep. no matter what your nature is. You're going to get there mm-hmm. to where you have to feel like you got to do it. You got to be you got to yeah. be above that cut line. It's yeah. just a totally different experience. Well, here's the thing: if you're not competitive, you're going to get killed. Like yeah. that's the one thing. This particular format is like like you have to be from lines in until you're done you have to compete every single minute yeah yeah i mean that's that's that is what separates this than any other format out there Mm -hmm. that's what it is i mean if you don't then you're just i mean you're gonna be down towards the bottom of the pack yeah safe to say that both of you would automatically both the lake chickamauga would be on the tour stop every single year Probably. You guys love to go to Chickamauga every single year. <laughs> I, I like it, but I hate it because I fish out there so much. And like when we find out yeah. that it goes there, and I'm like, man, I just enjoy going right. fishing. That you means know? You can't go right and so there. I can't take, yeah. I can't go out there and go crappie fishing with my buddies. And I go messing around. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I like, in that, that's, that sometimes stinks. So sometimes I'm like, don't go to Chickamauga. <laughs> uh, I want to like yeah. in January. I want to be able to go out there and mess around and just yeah. have a good time and try to catch a big giant one. And yeah. like those are the times that yeah. I mean, there's sometimes it's just it's it's nice, but at the same point in time, I'm like uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's still not a better feeling than getting a fish a, a pro level tournament sleeping in your own. That bed, is though. the truth. That's yeah, so yeah. nice. That was the yeah. first time ever for yeah. me. I was like, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I live a little bit further south. That's yeah. It so nice. can I just say that on behalf of everybody who went there, you're you're 
shop in that town were as welcoming as anybody we've ever been around. It was super. That that was a fun week for everybody. Appreciate really it. Yeah, yeah. Dayton's done done such a great job with uh, bringing in the tournaments and you know oh, the, the sheriff's department great. and then Homeland Security and my dad helping out with all that stuff, getting the traffic flow in and out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. does it seems like it doesn't matter the size of the tournament. Everybody always says this is the smoothest event we've ever had. Yeah. And, uh it was a great time i enjoyed uh we cooked steaks for the guys one oh, yeah. night and oh, yeah. done some barbecue another night so it was uh it was a great time that uh that shop pretty much became mission control like i mean, I mean it's, we just all showed up there you know I mean, we all we had places to work across the other side of the place but we all we all just went to the shop yep yeah oh it's a good hangout no doubt oh it's a great hangout yeah awesome i'd say it's town central i don't know what you have like as far as city hall and all that say but i would say that, <laughs> i would say that your shop is pretty much the nerve center of that entire town <laughs> yeah yeah as uh, mentioned at the top of this, we're, uh, we're at the cup event number two. This is two of four for you. You're one of only a small handful of guys who fished well enough to qualify for all four. This is, this is your first, and you're going to be at the next two afterwards. So you miss, you miss the first one. So we missed you out there, that by the way. That buzzbait got me. Conrad, Stupid buzzbait. It's okay. I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. So back to the original format of not knowing where you're going to go. Um, jumping in the car, having your official drive you to some random place and so forth. Uh, is it good to be back with this? Do you guys, do you guys enjoy this? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, it's different. It's, uh, no practice. You have no clue. You yeah. could show up at, and basically go anywhere within a two and a half hour drive a lot mm-hmm. of times. So, uh, just the, the thrill of not knowing and everybody is on a 100% level equal mm-hmm. playing field. Everybody's got the same electronics, same boats, same opportunities to bring yeah. the tackle, uh there's no information at all of course and that's just uh that's something that you can't replace you can't put in the bass pro tour it's just totally different Mm -hmm. and then to be able to qualify against you're competing against all 80 guys for a spot of 30 to get here uh that's just that's a big deal i mean i always enjoyed the selects but to make these Mm -hmm. seems like an even greater accomplishment Mm -hmm. to do that against the guys we fished against i would agree i mean that the cups are just they're, they're they're fun they're the majors they're fun mm-hmm. they're awesome uh being able to roll up and just get all the tackle put it in the boat and just go fishing and drive up to somewhere place you've never been to the coolest thing about these events is a lot of times we're going to places that no one's ever fished yeah. you know what i'm saying right. like mm-hmm. nobody has any prior knowledge yep. to it yep. um you know some of them there are but most of them mm-hmm. you're just rolling up and you're like wait What's the name of this lake? Like, that's right. Is there a yeah. large mouth? Is there a small mouth? Yeah. You know, if you're down south, like what? And that's so yeah. much fun to be the first time on the body of water and just to ride around and analyze the lake and try to to pick out something that you like or you've seen or what they're doing. I mean, mm. that's that is so so awesome. And, yeah. and and like Michael said, you know, everybody's in the same boat, mm. same motors, mm. same electronics, same everything. I mean that's that's really really cool. It's, it does not get to uh, like a cleaner way of performing yeah, at yeah. you know just pure form uh, of competing day in and day out than these cups. And that's what I mean. I look forward to them every single time. You guys both uh, brought your rigs to this one. There are several guys who flew to this one. Would you would you ever fly to one? Because to me, it seems like a disadvantage. I'd be the only way I would do it is if I could put my stuff in somebody else's vehicle and then drive it up. But yeah, for yeah. me to fly and 
ship all my rods and <laughs> I, i'd be afraid that they'd come back yeah. folded up like a big v and, <laughs> and then uh, what do you do yeah. at that point because you can't borrow yeah. somebody else's tackle no. yeah. so you just have to go to the go to the store and go to bass pro shops and find you some rods yeah. but uh yeah I, I don't think i could fly yeah otter actually took otter's tackle Heard about that yeah this, mm-hmm. this this week and and uh yeah i mean that that's the way to go if, if you have somebody that's driving up but see for me it's like we're in new york I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's some awesome fishing around here. I feel like a trip to New York is like it, summer's not really complete until you come up back up to New York and right. and go fishing. And so, yeah. I wanted to stay up here after this yeah. thing is over. Yeah. So I'm like, shoot, yeah. I'm bringing my boat. We're gonna go yeah. up, you know, make it a trip and have some fun. Shoot some YouTube stuff and YouTube content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that, I mean, but I mean, I, it would be it'd be tough. I mean, you really, really at the end of the day, most of the time. It, it just more so, I, I'll tell you who, who's got something set up and he's got it figured out. It's Faircloth. Oh, Faircloth has uh, boxes at his house that he specifically has for cup, for the cups. And everything, is, his tackle organization is, all this is, this box right here, or this whole bin is just for all my cups. So like he has maybe like three, where like normally if we have a, a box, of, box of DT6s, I have a yeah, yeah. hundred of them in there. Yeah. Well, well, you know, he has a crankbait box for a cup and he has the hodgepodge or whatever he, you know, whatever yeah. he throws. You don't need as many. You just need, you just need a little bit of here and there. So he's already ahead of the curve. Like yeah. no one, you don't need normally as much. And that's something that I, I'd like to get a little bit better organized where like he is. Yeah. I've thought about that and I've tried to make boxes specific, but my organization's like, <laughs> if he's over here, then I'm way out here in left field somewhere. <laughs> I'm not organized at all. So <laughs> no, I'm like, Throwing like random baits in yeah. the dang boat, laying around, just like in the cup holder. There's a dang jig over here and a top water over there, and just like grab it. And oh, there is that sucker. I was looking for a, I believe it was Colossen posted on his, his social media his hotel room at this particular event. He said this is all cleaned up, and it's trash. Oh, it's like a bomb. Literally, looks I can like imagine. a bomb went off on that, yeah. that whole thing. But how many guys are like that? You think? Oh, I think there's way more organized than unorganized. You think so? I do, from what I see. Yeah, I would say 25% of guys are unorganized, including yeah, myself. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not like, I mean, I'm organized to an extent, but I'm yeah. not. I, I, have, I feel like I have more tackle. I bet you I'm in the top 10% of tackle as far as, you know, as owners of tackle at the, in the Bass Pro Tour. <laughs> so right? yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's hard because, like, when you have that much tackle – and to consolidate it into boxes mm-hmm. and yeah. figure, you yeah. just bring so much and you got tubs of your favorite worms and yeah. tubs of this yeah. and you're just like gosh just throw it all in there and we'll call yeah. it good yeah that's how the back of my truck is i can't even i have to put my clothes in the back seat <laughs> because everything <laughs> under the camper shell is yeah. a boat cover and tackle that's yeah. all that yeah. goes back there yeah. and tools that's so, why i'm curious about that because i saw what i saw what edwin brought to this deal like he like here here's my tackle for this this cup event and i'm like I mean that's that's like what I would bring. But he also before he posted so I, I got a picture before this and said, "Yeah, I just got done working my tackle. It took me three days." Right. So right. I mean, right. it, it, you got to understand, we spend. That's right. If you're gonna be organized in this tackle, yeah. you spend. Yeah. You can spend a full month. Like mm-hmm. I, I know last year, my garage alone, I spent ten full eight-hour days in my garage, and I still was not completely done with the tap. There was no – I still had stuff to do. You're talking about before the season started? Yeah, before mean? the season started, right, just to right. set things up. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I took – I mean, it yeah. was isn't – that, Isn't that pretty much the way it goes for you guys, though? I mean, doesn't it take you a week, week and a half to 
I mean, you live with tackle around you like every single day of your life. I would say, yeah. Michael's got a store to take care <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, Plus yeah. his yeah. own stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah it take, and I'm one of those guys that always waits till the last minute. So if, <laughs> if the event starts on January 20th and I leave the 19th, I'll probably start about the 15th. Because oh, I, I just, yeah. I, I'm always the guy that waits till the last minute to do anything. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, and then that's not counting when you're trying to organize after you come back home from being gone to two events. That's why I just throw it everywhere. Yep. So uh, there's, you could spend. <laughs> I uh, just throw like everywhere. So yeah, I get yeah. it. Countless <laughs> hours organizing if you wanted to. Yeah, the worst thing for me is those boxes. Like, go have like cardboard boxes and stuff. Absolutely. I'm ordering on Academy or getting in a tackle store, and you just got boxes of everything, and oh you're just gosh. like, I'll just hodgepodge, throw it in there, and be like, I'll get you later. And it's yep. like all of a sudden, six months later. Do you ever get later, to it? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I got to where I, uh, no, I got, I got to where I have like baits like where i lift them up and they're all and i'm like screw it just throw it over there on the bench i'll get it later this year rusted <laughs> hooks you got two yeah. split rings and all at that point oh yeah, yeah. you're just like bad. you just got it sometimes you're just like heck i got six more of them in the box i'll get it this fall and i'll change them out and clean them up you have to it's just like gosh you don't have so much time you know we really don't have so much time at home mm-hmm. so like you have to have your home base and yeah i do have things somewhat organized but it gets messy pretty quick. <laughs> I can find what I need, but I don't think anybody else could go to my time. <laughs> I mean, that means, you're, that means you're organized well, in your own way. In your own way. Depends on you ask. Uh, there's, there's time. If you can find yeah. your stuff, you're organized. Yeah. I'm going to finish with a question. So let's have a, uh, let's have a, let's have a, a red crest prediction. I'm not going to make you choose who you think is going to win because you should both choose your own selves. But how much, how much weight is it going to take to win the championship round? Of Redcrest, Mississippi River, late August. How much? How much is somebody gonna have to, to catch? First number comes to my head: seventy-five pounds. Seventy-five. Yeah, I, I think this is this is the thing. So, it depends on how many people get to actually practice up there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be quite seventy-five. Fish are there to catch one hundred and fifty, mm. but I think it'll be. 62 pounds is what i think i think 62. with because you might have out of the 10 guys you might have two of those guys maybe three that spend some time up there um maybe more guys will do it i don't know i'm, I'm you know it all depends on how your first day of practice goes down pool eight yeah. but that's that i'm 62 62 pounds somewhere real with so on august the 27th i'm gonna call both of you guys back tell you who's closest to the pen what's the prize yeah, I don't know yet. Thanks for coming by, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good time. Thanks. Thanks, Joel.